Ranch Hand Records presents the Fall Alt Fest at Luna Azul Farms on Saturday, October 21st. The doors open at 4 o'clock. Music starts at 4.30. This is an all-ages event. Families are encouraged. There are no tickets needed, but you can pay what you can by donation at the door. Please remember to bring your own picnic, your beverages, your chairs, your easy-ups. It is a backyard party with four great original music artists. Starting out with the solo eclectic multi-instrumentalist from Rockbridge County, Katrina Starfish. From Seaville, Virginia, tenderness and absurdity and distortion in three-minute ditties with Girl Choir. Out of Palmyra, Ranch Hand Records' own To Be Fair brings their passion, pain, and promise from a whisper to a scream. And wrapping up the evening out of Stanton, Virginia, spacey, swirly, curvy, shoegaze, reverb rock of Bremen. Remember, the doors open at 4 o'clock. Music starts promptly at 4.30. Luna Azul Farms, Troy, Virginia. You can find out all about it at ranchhandrecords.com. Well, hello there. It's JR, and you are here with me for episode 133 of Three Things with JR. I am recording this at about 3 p.m. on Saturday, October 14th. It is a lazy, rainy Saturday. This is about the busiest I'm going to be this day uh, recording this podcast. Uh, I was up late last night editing some uh, a new video for the YouTube channel, What Is It About You? Uh, this is a fun video I filmed in Times Square with a, uh, with a woman who is a pastor of a church in New Jersey, and uh, she takes it upon herself to uh, come to Times Square and put on a little speaker and microphone and yell at people about Jesus. And uh, it's gonna be uh, gonna be fun. That's gonna come out tomorrow. If you're listening to this episode on Tuesday when it drops, the "What Is It About You" video about Kay the Angry Preacher will be out tomorrow. Uh, if you're listening to this after Wednesday, then it's out. Go listen to it. Go check it out on YouTube. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and so I was up late last night doing that till around 2 a.m. and uh, Today, Saturday, uh, we were supposed to have a fundraiser event at Shannon Arts called the Princess Ball. The fundraiser was to help fund and pay for uh, Shannon Arts' production of Anastasia, in which I am in and extremely excited about. Uh, but that fundraiser ball, the Princess Ball thing, didn't get enough participants to actually hold it so it got canceled and it's rainy and it's chilly outside and uh, I couldn't be more excited to be at home sleeping in till almost noon this morning and and reading a book on the porch with the dogs and recording this podcast I'm gonna cook some food later practice some of my uh, music and choreography for Anastasia tonight and prepare for yet another busy, busy day tomorrow. 
Uh, and busy is really the the way of life for me here recently. Uh, I have been, I've had I've had rehearsal pretty much every night of the week, uh, except for Wednesday. And on Wednesdays, I go do singing lessons. And on Friday night, I didn't have any rehearsal, so I was the first time I was able to go play disc golf in about two weeks. Uh, which means, you know, all of this rehearsing and working and doing stuff uh, has really cut into my time uh, for playing disc golf. And it's really, my disc golf game is suffering big time as a result. I haven't had much time to watch disc golf on TV uh, or play disc golf for real. So I'm almost as busy as my girlfriend Kiki, uh, who of course runs a horse business out of two different barns. Uh, and has recently had to like get rid of her old car and buy a new car, teach lessons all day, every day, go to horse shows. Uh, and on top of all of that, she's also in Anastasia and has to go to just as many rehearsals as I do for Anastasia. So that's typically three to four per week on top of everything else. Uh, but it's awesome doing the show with her. We get to most of the time we get to ride together to these rehearsals. Uh, which gives us time to listen to the songs and sing and talk and catch up on our day, on our on our travels. Uh, and then we get to hang out and rehearse and be in the same show together, which is fantastic. Uh, you know, but still pretty busy, pretty, pretty busy. But I love it. I love being so busy. I love having something I have to go do that I love to do after work just about every day, uh, and on half of the weekend. So yeah. Uh, in addition to, uh, to that tomorrow, uh, I said busy day, it's going to be uh, full of rehearsing, uh, in the morning to be fair, we'll be, uh, convening at Gary's house at 10 AM for band rehearsal. Uh, it has to be so early because I have Anastasia rehearsal immediately after that. Uh, and so, uh, so to be fair, we have a, um, as you heard at the top of the show, there's a, there was a little ad for our upcoming festival at Luna Azul Farms uh, coming up this coming Saturday, uh, October 21st at 4.30 p.m. It is a free, sort of pay-what-you-can type of a thing. Going to be a bunch of fun bands, uh, and we are super excited to be playing right there smack in the middle of the of the five or so bands that are playing at the show and uh, couldn't be more excited to finally get out and uh, and really exercise those drum muscles, which I don't get it to do enough these days either. So uh, so there you go. To be fair, coming at you October 21st. Anastasia's coming at you in November. Uh, go to ShannonArts.org to get tickets to that, and I do suggest you get them soon because uh, those tickets will most likely, all six episodes, uh, performances should sell out. Uh, if the sound of music was any indication, uh, it should sell out. So, uh, Shannon Arts has really been putting on some uh, amazingly good productions here lately. Saw the show once uh, a few weeks back, and it was an, uh, insanely good. Uh, I really just I was blown away by it. wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. Didn't know it was a movie, uh, but uh, I will probably go watch the movie at some point. You know, when I have some free time. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, so there you go. Once, uh, being followed at Shannon arts by Anastasia, which is a big cast, big Disney princess sort of a thing based on historical, uh, events that happened in Russia in the early part of the 1900s. So, uh, 
with ties to Charlottesville even. So uh, do some research. Check out the Romanovs, uh, Anna Anderson, Anya, Anastasia. There's a whole, you just Google that stuff and you'll find out uh, how based in reality this show actually is. Uh, and uh, I get to play Vlad, a con man, uh, a disgraced con man who uh, used to pretend he was a uh, royalty and hobnob with all of the rich people, but now he's just a poor commoner. Uh, who would like a better life for himself. And Anastasia is his ticket to Paris. So it's going to be so much fun. I just can't tell you uh, how great the choreography is. The singing is going to be amazing. The songs are fantastic. Uh, I get to act. I get to sing. I get to dance. It's all the things I want to do. So so there you go. That's what's uh, consuming me here uh, as of late. Uh, gosh, I should probably talk about some things. I've got three things. Let's do it. Thing number one. So thing number one, uh, there is one listener to this show who listens every single time this show comes out. He is my good friend, Gary Hawthorne. He uh, he's obviously uh, he's uh, he's also the co-host of Small Things Considered, the other podcast we do together uh, that comes out on alternating Tuesdays from this podcast. He's also the lead singer and driving force behind our band, To Be Fair. Uh, and uh, he's a. Uh, He's going to be a little bit annoyed with this news. Uh, prepare yourself, Gary. And, and yes, it is the bad news you think it's going to be. Uh, you are probably the only one who will see it as bad news, but I do anticipate you not being too thrilled about this. However, the damage will be minimal. Here's the deal. Uh the, the Wayne Theater, uh, their Christmas show this year is Elf the Musical. You know that movie with Will Ferrell, with Buddy the Elf and all of that? Uh, there, there's a musical version. It was, in, it was on Broadway in the early 2010s, and uh, it is now available uh, all over the place for community theaters to do. And uh, the Wayne is doing it, uh, Elf the Musical. And uh, I, uh, I saw the audition dates and the rehearsals and the performances, and they don't quite line up with Anastasia. Uh, otherwise, I would definitely have auditioned to get a role in Elf the Musical. Um, but, uh, you know, the Elf the Musical is rehearsing now, and so is Anastasia. Anastasia's performances are mid-November. Elf performances are early December. Uh, so there was just too much overlap. I didn't even think it would be possible to somehow be in both shows. But then Leslie Larson at the Wayne... Uh, reached out and said, hey, would you be interested in playing real Santa? It's not the biggest role in the show. Uh, it's a smaller role, kind of on purpose, because I know you're busy with Anastasia. Uh, but would you be interested in doing it? Uh, and uh, I thought about it. I talked to friends and family. I talked to everybody except for Gary Hawthorne, because I knew what he was going to say. Uh, and uh, ultimately decided that, yeah, I think I could do it. As long as uh, the folks at the Wayne uh, fully understood that Anastasia comes first. I'm not going to miss an Anastasia rehearsal for an Elf the Musical rehearsal. Uh, but if my role is small enough, then I should be able to uh, learn the lines, learn the songs, learn whatever dancing might be necessary. Uh, and uh, Anastasia will wrap up. Uh, well before, not well before, a week or so before Tech Week for Elf the Musical. So I should be able to, uh, once Anastasia is sort of, uh, you know, coming to its close, I should be able to devote my mind and body to Elf the Musical full time close to then. For now, though, uh, I'm, I'm going to be able to make about one rehearsal a week uh, at, at, at the Wayne for Elf the Musical. And by the way, that's 
that's part that's tomorrow. Uh, so tomorrow is a three different thing rehearsal day for me. Uh, I'll be going to Gary's uh, for to be fair rehearsal, and uh, I will be trying my best to not spoil this news for Gary while at that rehearsal. Uh, so that he gets to hear it live here uh, as he's at home listening to this on the podcast. Uh, I will expect a text uh, or a call as soon as he's done, uh, or maybe even before he finishes the podcast. Uh, And uh, hopefully after the anger settles, uh, because uh, Elf the Musical will be done in mid-December. And uh, my pledge to Gary Hawthorne, uh, because I know we've got a project that he's been cooking up for to be fair uh that's going to be somewhat time consuming with rehearsals and recording and stuff like that uh but it hasn't materialized yet right like it's supposed to be coming soon and uh so the date that i will be able to start focusing my mind and energy on that to be fair project is just getting pushed back a few weeks that's it that's all it is gary it's not that big a deal i'll be done in mid-december and able to go hardcore on To Be Fair. Uh, And if we actually do get going on that project, and it does prove uh, to be something that I need to focus all my energy on, I will not take on another show until we have finished that project. So that is my pledge to you, Gary. And uh, uh, hopefully, um, hopefully me asking you for forgiveness right now, instead of getting your permission beforehand, isn't going to ruffle your feathers too hard. Uh, Please know that I uh, am, you know, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't absolutely love it. And I, I wouldn't be playing drums and to be fair, I didn't actually love that too. So uh, please know that I'm trying to balance everything here. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited to be Vlad in Anastasia, Santa in Elf the Musical, and Gary's drummer forever after. So uh, anyway, that's the plan. That's thing one. Uh, um, here's here. You might be thinking Santa. Yeah. Jr. I've seen you. If you know me, if you know what I look like and sound like, uh, you might be thinking, yeah, I could see Jr. as playing real Santa in elf, the musical. Uh, I, I have never liked the idea of playing Santa. And when I think of playing Santa, I think of playing like department store Santa, the uh, I did it one time uh, many, many years ago when I was somewhere around 20 years old, uh, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, and at that time, uh, I had moved out of my parents' house. Uh, I had met Angela, uh, my, uh, my, who was, you know, I, we got married and uh, we were married for almost 20 years. So she's now my ex. But at the time, uh, Angela and her stepson, Chester, or her son, my stepson, Chester, uh, became my life. Uh, and uh, at, when I graduated high school, I was like 300 pounds. I lost, uh, over a hundred pounds. I was around 180, uh, around this time. And, uh, it was around Christmas time. So this would be somewhere around 1994. Uh, I was probably at my healthiest, uh, looking great, feeling great, uh, living a wonderful life with my new wife and stepson. And, uh, I was, um, I was up in Northern Virginia visiting the fam, uh, who all still lived in Falls Church, Virginia, and my mom still worked at the rec center there. And somehow she convinced me to uh, be their Santa. They were having some sort of Christmas festival thing with parents and kids in the middle of the day on the on a weekend type of a situation, and they were supposed to have a Santa. And I don't know if, uh, if the, the Santa they had booked had canceled or... Uh, or what, but I do know that somehow my mom convinced me to 
don a Santa suit provided. I didn't have to provide it. I just had to show up and put on a Santa suit and be Santa for kids that wanted to sit on my lap and tell me what they wanted for Christmas. Had to do the ho, ho, ho thing and just be Santa Clausy. Uh, and uh, when I got there, I, uh, I had no idea what to expect. I just kind of knew what Santa was supposed to do from seeing it on movies and TV shows and going to Santa when I was a little kid and all of that. But uh, uh, here's what happened. Uh, I, I donned this suit. Uh, uh, keep in mind, I was skinny at this time. So I was not fat Santa. I think we might have put a pillow or something underneath the red velvet coat, but uh, it was clearly not convincing as fat Santa. Uh, they Instead of actual boots, they had like these black sort of covers for whatever shoes you might be wearing. And I was not wearing black boots underneath the fake black boots. I was probably wearing tennis shoes. So uh, fake boots over tennis shoes. And you could see them. Uh, if you looked closely, it was easy to tell that I was just wearing fake boots over top of tennis shoes. Uh, I didn't have a big scruffy white beard at all at that time. Uh, I had a little bit of a beard, uh, but uh, clearly we had to use the uh, the fake white beard and mustache, which was horrible and itchy and made my face all sweaty uh, and such. And so I did. I donned all of that stuff, put the hat on, sat down in the big chair uh, in a, a sort of a basement room at the rec center there in Falls Church, and I played Santa for several hours. Uh, and I really, I never got the impression that, uh, anybody was turned off by my being Santa, but I also never got the feeling that, uh, anybody was very much believing I was Santa either. Uh, I don't have any specific memories of any particular kids or parents or their reactions. I just remember thinking the whole time, I'm not pulling this off. I'm trying. I am ho, ho, hoing all I can. But this is clearly not what most parents had in mind when they thought, hey, let's take our kids to see Santa. Couldn't have been. Not possible. Department store Santas that do this every year, actual fat guys with actual beards and actual boots uh, must do a better job than I was doing. So that was the one and only time I've ever played Santa. And I never thought I would do it again. Uh, but this is different. Real Santa in the uh, Elf the Musical uh, seems like uh, seems like an actual character with depth. You know, he, he, I'm not going to be spending time uh, doing department store Santa stuff, right? Uh, as far as I know, I have not read through the entire script yet as of recording this podcast. I will by tomorrow when I go to rehearsal, but I have not yet uh, gone deep on what all real Santa does in Elf the Musical. I'm, I remember the movie. I remember I'm going to be riding a sleigh into Central Park and uh, I'm going to need everybody to sing to bring a Christmas spirit up to a level that Christmas that Santa's uh, uh, sleigh will take off again. But uh, and apparently, according to Wikipedia, Santa narrates the story instead of the Papa Elf guy. So uh, this is I think this is actually this this Santa role at this time in my life is a perfect fit because I am now fat again. Uh, I do have a big beard uh, that is already mostly white. Won't be hard to make it very much Santa Clausy white. Um, I still don't know how much of this beard will have to be trimmed for 
uh, for Anastasia. We, like I'm growing the beard on purpose so we have as much facial hair as we want to work with for Anastasia. But some of it might have to be trimmed off to look a little more neat and tidy for my role as Vlad and Anastasia. So we'll see what we have left to work with for Santa once Anastasia is over. And, uh, and we might have to go fake beard. I don't know. We might be able to use the real thing. That would be ideal in my opinion. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm fat. I've got the, I've got a beard that can work. Uh, I have some black boots that definitely will look Santa Clausy. If the Wayne doesn't have the perfect boots already for me, I have some that I think will work. Uh, and I don't have to sit there going, Oh, oh, oh what do you want for Christmas? Little boy, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, I could. At this point, I could probably pull off Department Store Santa just fine, but I would much rather dive into the depths of the psyche of real Santa. And that's what I'm going to get to do. And I believe there's some singing involved, maybe a little bit of dancing, uh, but that's that's what I'm going in for here uh, as Anastasia wraps. I will be diving into the mind of real Santa. Thing number two. Thing number two. Uh, usually this is some sort of recommendation, and this week is no different. Uh, there is a uh, show on Hulu called Only Murders in the Building. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it, especially if you have any love for musical theater uh, or Steve Martin and Martin Short in general. Selena Gomez is fine in it, uh, but the reason to watch this show, in my opinion, is Steve Martin and Martin Short. It's a great show. It's hilarious. It's kind of ridiculous. Uh, and, uh, and it, I just love it. Season three is now over. And, uh, the whole, the whole point of season three, uh, revolved around a musical that Martin Short is writing and directing. Uh, and it's a ridiculous musical. Uh, but it, the, uh, it stars some great people. Uh, Steve Martin plays a role in the musical Meryl Streep plays a major role in the musical. Paul Rudd is in it. Uh, there are some fantastic guest stars. This season of this show was the best by far, uh, especially with all of the musical theater stuff that I have been into. Uh, it really tied it all together really nicely. Uh, and in the show, Steve Martin has to do what's called a patter song, right? A, bu a bunch of words delivered very fast uh, in, the, in the show. And uh, it's a big plot point in the show, actually. Uh, so I'm not spoiling anything here by telling you that it exists, but I won't tell you more than that. Which of the Pickwick triplets did it? Who of the crew would commit this crime? My little brat make a mommy go splat. It's a story pretty gory for a nursery rhyme. Which uh, Meryl Streep has a couple beautiful ballads that she sings. Hush, little one, let me sing you to sleep. Moonlight has come, now drift to a dream sail from the day to the wonders awaiting you out there in the deep martin short has to uh sing a, a big humongous grandiose number called creatures of the night uh and all of those songs my recommendation is of course that you go watch only murders in the building if you haven't already but that was simply to lead you into my full-on recommendation for this week, which is the fact that they have released the cast album 
from season three of Only Murders in the Building as an album you can go listen to on Spotify or wherever you get your streaming music. So you can listen to the entire Steve Martin Patter song, all of the Meryl Streep songs, the Martin Short song, and a bunch of other music from season three of Only Murders in the Building. And I am diving deep on that. Uh, That is my current obsession on Spotify. Uh, And uh, I really... I want to learn all of the the vocals for the Steve Martin patter song. I want to be able to sing that song start to finish uh, anywhere near uh, somewhere near as good as what Steve Martin can do because it's so much fun. Uh, and it is a difficult patter song. So lots of uh, tongue twisting in that one. But if you haven't checked it out yet, Only Murders in the Building album is out on streaming services. Watch the show. Listen to the album. The album won't make much sense unless you've watched the show. Uh, but uh, you definitely should do that. So there you go. Thing number two, done. Thing Thing number three. Last but not least, thing number three uh, is uh, usually something stupid. And I'm going to call this one a big old first world problem. Uh, I have been very frustrated the past week or so. Uh, Here's why. I ordered an iPhone, right? The iPhone presentation happens back in early September. They talk about all the wonderful greatness that the new iPhone 15 is going to have, better cameras. The Pro Max has an even better camera than the regular iPhones uh, and faster processing and a bunch of other uh, USB-C connections, so uh, no more annoying lightning cables. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I have an 11 Pro is my iPhone that I've been using for like three or four years now, Uh, and it's great. It's not a problem phone. It works wonderfully, but I, uh, with all of this what is it about you video filming that I'm doing, I could use a new phone that's bigger, uh, that has a bigger uh, built-in hard uh, storage, uh, so a terabyte of storage, uh, and the biggest Pro Max phone they have, so I get the best cameras, hopefully the best battery usage. I mean, all of that stuff. I'm excited. I'm finally ready to upgrade my iPhone for some very real reasons that I think I can put to use. So as, uh, on the day that you're allowed to order your new iPhone, uh, I, uh, I placed the order on Apple's website for the, the 15 Pro Max one terabyte phone, the titanium, I forget which color I ordered, but uh, I ordered it. I was a little bummed that I wasn't going to get it in on the first wave. There was going to be a few weeks. Uh, it was, uh, according to Apple, I was supposed to get it on October 10th, which was this week. Uh, but... UPS is the shipper they were using, and UPS uh, starts alerting me about the the Apple order that is on its way, and it's going to get there early. It's going to get there on Friday, October 6th. I was very excited to get the phone early and have the whole weekend to get uh, in tune with my new iPhone. Uh, The tracking on it said it was out for delivery, so it had made it to Charlottesville and was on the UPS brown truck that was out for delivery. Uh, by 9 a.m. on Friday the 6th, I watched the tracking and the tracking and the tracking all day at work. Uh, UPS sent me another alert that says, your package is almost there. And it said it would. It was just at 2.20, I got the email. Uh, supposed to be there between 2.30 and 4.30. Uh, work was going good that day. I was able to leave a little early. Uh, I thought I would get home, grab the phone, and go back to work is what I was hoping was going to happen. So I get home about 2.30-ish, thinking the UPS truck is maybe already there, going to be there soon. I hang out. I wait, and I wait, and I wait. 
I wait. 2.30 to 4.30 was the window they gave. 4.30 rolls around and I'm still waiting. And now I'm just sitting on my front porch watching the driveway, waiting for that UPS truck, thinking, all right. I mean, it, it now says before 7 p.m. Okay, I get it. UPS, busy people. Uh, a lot of sympathy for UPS drivers. Those guys work really, really hard. Uh but, I mean, what else do I have to do? I could have gone and played disc golf. I didn't because uh, I was sitting there waiting for my new iPhone. And I waited and I waited. And 7 o'clock rolls around and the truck is still not there. I'm tra- updating the tracking every few minutes going, what's going on? And at 7 o'clock when I updated my tracking link on the phone, uh, it said, delivery attempted, will try again Monday. What the hell? I was... Outside my house at that time, watching the driveway, there is no way in hell the UPS driver came anywhere close to my driveway at 6.58 p.m. As the tracking indicated, a delivery was attempted. It was not. Definitely not attempted. So I called UPS. Uh, Very difficult to do, by the way. But there is phone numbers. You can call them. Uh, You're going to get somebody overseas uh, who probably does not understand what's going on. And uh, they said, uh, I asked them, can we change the delivery? So on Monday, instead of coming to my house, it comes to like a UPS store near my work. They said, nope, we can't change that because the shipper is the only one that could request us to make that change. You can't. They can. Apple has to call us. Uh, So otherwise, other words, uh, UPS was powerless to do anything at 7 p.m. Friday night. I called UPS. I called Apple. Uh, I told them what happened. They said they would put in the request, no problem. The people uh, at Apple, when they answer the phone, real humans with uh, in America with uh, a full understanding of the gravity of the situation, lots of sympathy and empathy, but ultimately they were powerless to do anything either. Uh, multiple calls to Apple uh, did not successfully reroute my phone to the UPS store locally. It said it was out for delivery on Monday. It did not get delivered on Monday. It said it was out for delivery on Tuesday. It did not get delivered on Tuesday. On Tuesday, I thought, this is getting ridiculous. Nobody can help me figure out where my phone is and why is it not getting delivered. I reached out to a friend at work who runs our distribution center at Crutchfield and said, hey, do you, do you know anybody at UPS that could help figure out what's happening? He reached out to the guy who runs the Charlottesville, Virginia UPS facility. Uh, and a few hours later, that guy emailed back and said, we have swept the premises. That package is not here. Uh, and we have had a pilfering problem with Apple products lately. And I fear that might be what happened. He didn't confirm that's what happened, but that was implied that that's probably what happened. I made sure that he was aware of what happened Friday night with the delivery, uh, attempted delivery not happening, uh, and maybe that might help him in his pilfering investigation. So I called uh, Apple uh, explained to them what was going on. They said, all right, well, uh, we'll set this up. Uh, and for a, uh, the, I was hoping that they would just reship me a phone. They ship me a new one like now. And they said, well, we can't really ship a new one. We're going to put in a claim with UPS. That's going to take two or three days to get settled. Once we have a response from UPS and we know your phone definitely didn't get delivered, we will then set it up to ship you a new one. Uh, but it might be a while because we're on back order for brand new iPhones right now. I was like, damn it. 
So uh, I told them instead of sending me out a new phone, please issue me a refund and I would just go over to Verizon and get my new smartphone there. Every smartphone I've ever bought, I've bought from directly from at Verizon and I've always had a uh, uh, exactly on point uh, experience. Every, the phone always arrived as it, when it was supposed to uh, and every time it's just been exactly uh, as expected. So why I didn't order this phone from Verizon the first time, I don't know. I was caught up in the Appleness of it all thinking, hey, the fastest way to get this is probably going to be or to order it directly from Apple. That's just not the case. Uh, and so I, uh, I asked Apple to refund me and I called Verizon uh, and they said, no, we cannot place a new order for you right now because there is a pending order on your phone. You can't do an upgrade on this phone number until this pending order is figured out. And the pending order is the Apple order which was set up as an upgrade for my phone. They knew my phone number and the Verizon account, so they had sort of put a hold on my account because I was buying a phone from them. And so Verizon literally couldn't do an upgrade because Apple was holding my account. Uh, and so finally the next day, the UPS thing must have got settled. Apple sends me an email that they have refunded me. Uh, and uh, I called them just to double check. They said, yep, it's all in place. You should be able to call Verizon and order it there. I called Verizon. They did finally get it figured out. And I have now ordered my new phone directly from Verizon. And I'm having it shipped to work instead of at home. But uh, it's still going to be like two more weeks uh, before I get the phone. So uh, uh, all those new USB-C cables that I've purchased uh, are just going to have to sit and do nothing uh, until I get the new phone. My new loopy case that's made for the iPhone 15 Pro Max uh, is just going to sit here on a table doing nothing until I get the phone. Uh, so I'm no longer bummed about this. I'm happy with the end result. Um, one big silver lining on this whole thing is that Apple was only going to give me 250 bucks uh, for the trade-in of my old iPhone 11 Pro. Uh, and Verizon is going to give me 880 bucks for the same phone. Uh, and I guess they have incentive to do so because I'll be paying them monthly for service and such, right? But uh, when I first checked on this, there was no advantage to going with Verizon. That's why it's one of the reasons I went directly to Apple. But I guess Verizon uh, upped their trade-in game a little bit, and uh, I'm getting uh, a lot of the new phone paid for by trading in the old phone. So uh, in the end, a little patience goes a long way, uh, and uh, the, whoever stole my iPhone from UPS uh, ended up saving me uh, somehow somewhere around 600 bucks. So... Uh, I'll be okay. This is a total first world problem. Uh, this entire time, I still have in my possession a fully working, totally fine iPhone 11 Pro that, that does everything I need it to do right now. Uh, it's just not the latest and greatest. And I do want the latest and greatest. But he's got to wait a little while. I'm okay. I was frustrated there for a couple days, but... I'm fine now. Don't worry about me. Don't worry about me and my horrible first world problem of having a smartphone and having to use it while waiting for a better smartphone. That's the problem I'm telling you about right now. And that's why this is a stupid thing for thing number three. Uh, so 
again, don't worry about it. Uh, so uh, this uh, this coming Saturday, October 21st, uh, Luna Azul Farms, uh, to be fair, along with three or four other bands, are going to be performing their asses off for you. Uh, and uh, I hope to see you there. Uh, show up. Uh, you don't have to uh, pay much to get in. Pay as you can. Pay what you can, and just come enjoy some music. We really want to play for you. Uh, so I hope you can make it. And uh, next week will be an episode of Small Things Considered. And uh, you've got my YouTube channel to check out. What is it about you? Uh, Anastasia tickets to buy. Elf to mute the musical tickets to buy. You've got a lot of stuff to do. Uh, so to keep up with me, uh, that's what's uh, that's what your responsibility is: is to try to keep up with me. Uh, and uh, and now you know how. Thank you so much for listening to Three Things with Jr. I'm Jr. Over and out. We'll see you next time. The edge of the world in the dead of the night A lighthouse moons over the ocean And a body lies curled, such a sinister sight Guts and gore on the shore, Nova Scotian Was that a blood-curdening cry for the innocent sigh of a child? Well, it rattles your soul as the dark takes control It's enough to drive you wild you're a creature of the night All alone in the black Feel your sanity crack A creature of the night Do your demons reside inside That you hide from the light You're a creature of the night